Hello and welcome to this emergency podcast on Background Check Radio. I'm Kevin Bachman, joined by my iCubed Advisors partner, Jason Morris. We're breaking down First Advantage's announced acquisition this morning of Sterling. Jason, first thoughts. Let's hop right in. Well, first thoughts, Kevin. I, I, I'm i in mountain time right now. I have been for the last couple of months and I woke up this morning to about 5,000 text messages, LinkedIn messages, emails, and I'm like, what's going on here? I had to read through them before I got the press release. So I was uh, I was pretty taken aback by it this morning. I did not see that coming. Um, we obviously predicted over the last you know year or so that something would happen. Just very surprised to see that it happened now and very surprised to see who it happened with. Uh, you don't think that they listened to our 2024 predictions, <laughs> Jason, where we said yeah. we absolutely see movement among the top six. And what if we saw it amongst the top three? You don't think that was the uh, the spark that that lit this deal? Yeah, we definitely predicted it. I mean, we knew it was going to happen. And I was talking to somebody this morning, and I'm like, you know, I didn't I didn't get my MBA, and I didn't go to I didn't go to business school. But these are all natural things, textbook things that happened in a larger industry that just matures over time. Um, so that part of it, again, not surprising with higher rate going going from public to private, and having the two remaining public companies sitting out there. Um, I guess a lot of a lot of that led to to what happened. It's and, and from what I've heard, the what I'm hearing from the inside is is a lot of this came together very very quickly in the last two months. Yeah, and for anybody listening, we're recording this at about one fifteen Eastern time on Thursday. So the news has been public for five or six hours. We are excited and are putting together a webinar next week where we can talk about this and explore it in more detail, have some guests on to share their insight. But this is, you know, Jason and I for 12 to 15 minutes, our kind of first glance, um, what are our opinions? You know, what are we kind of thinking of here and now as this really is the is the story in our space, certainly for the next yeah. few days. It's going to have an effect on a lot of things and a lot of people. It's going to have an effect on the supply chain. It's going to have an effect um, in, in the way that, that that background checks are perceived from the market itself. Um, I have gotten a lot of calls and, 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 and texts from very small CRAs that think this is great because, you know, stuff flows downhill. But, you know, at the same time, you know, a lot of these companies that are working with First Advantage and Sterling, they might start to see some issues you know as this thing closes but to be honest with you a lot of the smaller companies just aren't going to have in my opinion the technology um in mass to compete with what you know these companies have been offering for the last couple of years especially in spaces like identity and integrations and and stuff like that so i just think it's going to be a little bit more difficult for the companies that have failed to really innovate at all um they're going to have a lot of catching up to play if they want to get some of these, the, the client fault that could happen from us. Well, and, you know, we've, we've kind of acknowledged certainly for the last few years, you know, this is not your father's background check industry anymore. This is not September 11th driven. This is not late nineties, uh, 2000 dot com technology. Hey, there's this concept of protecting your, your workers, your, your customers, your risk. Um, this is, if not already, uh, certainly headed toward a very mature industry where there are public companies, there's private equity, there's angel investors, there's a lot of capital entering our space from people who did not cut their teeth on employment verifications or come from criminal justice system or 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 law enforcement. This is really a significantly different industry for those of us who have been in the space for 20, 25 years. 
Yeah, totally. And I, again, somebody asked me that question again this morning too. And, you know, a 25 year old industry uh, that's pretty mature is, is, is also ripe for, for some disruption right now too. So I think somebody's going to come in and, 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 and do things a little bit differently. And that could be the combined company of first advantage and Sterling. Um, but things are going to heat up as far as how background checks are conducted in the next couple of years because of this merger. Yeah. You know, and um, yeah, as always, when Jason and I turn the microphone on, we, we really don't spend a lot of time with each other preparing. He doesn't know my thoughts um, a few hours after the news. I don't, I don't know his, um, you know, one of the first things I kind of think of Jason is I listen to your thoughts. Um, I, I do see a lot of opportunities um, for the success of, of the combined entity. Now, many people listening probably don't give a crap about whether the, 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 the combined, you know, entity is successful or not. But when you talk about just the laws of the jungle, capitalism, um, you know, why, why do we need two development teams? Uh, you know, each of us have a $700 million company. Why do we need two CTOs? Why do we need two CROs? And just the, the savings, you know, not that layoffs happen day one, but, you know, just the savings from not having uh, duplicative efforts, I, I see really flowing to the bottom line over time. Well, I think they put in the release that there's uh, over $50 million, $50 million. Dollars in the immediate synergies, synergies. So that's going to immediately fall to the bottom line. It's going to take probably nine months for this thing to close anyways. Um, and for any of that, and probably another, you know, six months after that for a lot of that stuff to kind of happen. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be very interesting to watch. Another thing that you're going to see, and I didn't really realize this until I talked to another, you know, industry guy today, um, is the, the lawsuits are going to stem from this. I mean, they're already happening with higher, right? The, the higher rate going private, there's all kinds of shareholders that are suing uh, that, that could possibly happen with, with this merger as well. I'm not sure what uh, types of government, uh, you know, the government regulators could come in and, 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 uh, and, and look at this as well. So there could be some delays um procedurally for for this type of thing but i think in the end it's going to happen um and uh the, the fallout is going to be is going to be significant on the employment side on the employee side for sure i mean they're definitely not going to keep du duplicative positions across the board yeah the, the the lay offers you know are are, are might about to be become they light off um right. and that's you know just interesting to to think through um one thing that I, you know, just kind of stuck with me today, and it's it's general, it's certainly not taking a shot at anybody, but, you know, on LinkedIn, so many congratulations going out. And I I wonder, who who are we congratulating? Are we congratulating the board of directors, the investors? Because 99% of these people working at both of these companies are thinking of, they're not in a congratulatory mood. They're, what does this mean for me? Um, yeah, just, I, I thought that was interesting as we kind of, as you and I both burn up the phone lines today. No, I was chatting, uh, I was emailing this morning with the former uh, chairman, CEO, and the founder of Sterling, Billy Greenblatt, who, you know, even more so puts him at the at, at the head of the industry. I mean, he 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 sold this thing a couple of different times. He was not a shareholder anymore, I don't think, after they went public. Um, but this man started a founded a company in the seventies that just sold for two point two billion dollars. To me, that's something to be pretty proud of. Pretty right, right. Uh, and I thought of Vault this morning as well. You and I both have a, a number of friends there. I, I've done some work with them, and uh, you know, Sterling bought Vault like five minutes ago. Yeah. So <laughs> just thinking what's going through the head of 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 that team right there. Um, you, you know, I kind of um, I'm thinking of the account teams today, Jason. And of course, going through this personally on a, on a much smaller scale, uh, Sterling account teams are, are pretty busy today. Uh, I imagine they're, 
sharing a message of nothing's going to change, but when it changes, it's going to be better. Um, you know, try and try and split that logic into into two there. Um, you know, what else are kind of communications going around today? Um, um, you know, uh, some some employers and users are probably like, uh, "Hey, I I didn't like this company, and now they bought you." Or like, and and what's the answer? Well, you signed paperwork. <laughs> you know, you got that paperwork handcuff there that I'm going to be your provider. And you know, for for those out there, um, kind of wondering, "Hey, uh, you're preparing to sell or thinking about it." Um, you know, paperwork is really attractive to a buyer. Anything that you can kind of show revenue guarantees and locked in commitments from customers, man, that stuff is really, really sexy. Um, part of the appeal, I'm sure, to um, to first advantage, because we've noted in the past, Jason, um, you know, Sterling very much um, relies on, and I mean that in a, in a good way, those kinds of, of agreements to, to propel their business forward. That's just very attractive. Yeah, totally. It's, I, again, I have a lot, I mean, Kevin asked me this morning if we should do this right away. And I said, hell no, I don't have time to even put my thoughts together. So I'm glad we did it, but it's stirring more thoughts. So I think next week when we do more of a broad webinar on, on our uh, on our take on this, it's going to give us some time to really learn what the impact is going to be. Yeah, ab absolutely. And, you know, you mentioned uh, a minute ago, a lot of smaller CRAs now sensing opportunity. And and I agree with that, you know, just, just from a, from a, um, uh, you, you know, standpoint of, hey, it's, it, it's one less mass competitor out there. Yep. Uh, you know, I see attractive opportunity there. And, you know, I think um, we're letting all these thoughts live in our head at the same time, right? Um, this is sexy. It's a sugar high. It's probably the most notable news we've had in our space in the last two years. You know, I think of wholesale and informed data and gallant capital coming in. That's probably on the supplier side, the the best comparison. Um but for everybody else running a 20, 15, 10, 5, $2 million business, just, just do your thing. Like, yes, yeah, keep doing your thing. I would keep doesn't touch you at freaking all. No, no. But you got, but these guys got a, this is a wake up call for the small size CRAs. They need to, they need to think about where they need to be in two years or a year to really compete on that level because the investment in technology that first advantage alone has made in the last couple of years is significant. And yeah. your your new clients aren't going to say, oh, it's nice that you have this. It's nice that you have that. It's going to be an expectation that you have this and that because that's really what they had before. So you need to be able to compete on that level. Uh, and that's going to be harder for companies that have kind of just been, you know, sitting by the wayside when it comes to technology. I, I, I think what you say is so spot on and right. You and I could go down the platform um, rabbit hole and riff on that and the weakness and uncertainty that the empathy we feel for platform CRAs right now, those on a third party. Um, you know, I was on a, a private equity call today and I, I talked about um, technology came up and like, I'm a baseball coach and I'm looking right now at a bucket of baseballs that I ordered yesterday and was delivered today. And that's just like how our life works. If we get it in our personal life, we expect it in our professional life. Yeah. So I think your comments are spot on. I, 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 am, I am very concerned about smaller CRAs being able to deliver. So uh, I'll hedge my comment a little. If you're five million, does this mean anything for you today? No. Does this mean anything to you in 18 months? Yeah. It it really, really does. Yep. Um, any any final thoughts? We knew we wanted to keep this for about 15 minutes. No, I mean, I'm gonna have more thoughts next week. I gotta put them together. I have to have some more conversations. I've had probably 20 conversations on the phone this morning already. 
uh, wondering what our thoughts are and my thoughts are. And uh, I think those are going to continue over the next couple of days. And I'm just curious to see what other people kind of think about this. So, you know, I guess if there's a way to comment on this podcast, let's throw your, your thoughts in, into some comments and uh, we can ex- we can expand on those when we do our more elaborate webinar. Yeah. And, and behind the scenes, you know, nobody listening to this knows this. Um, but, you know, Jason, you know, you and I, we are shoulder deep in our 2024 market intelligence um, research report. And, you know, certainly (laughs) this affects, you know, our guidance, our stats, the data we track. But I think we are looking, you know, without referencing specific numbers of an entity that currently has 20% of the market. Easily. Monster number. Monster. Um, And that, you know, the the dollars flowing from the bottom to the top, I I don't think that trend is going to slow again. If you're 5 million, like in a vacuum, in a micro like you're 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 okay for now and some dates that we noticed today jason for our listeners because you made a comment earlier i think the deal is anticipated to close in the in the third quarter so you know at least six months i think that's that's spot on um and then an integration period of 18 to, to 24 months um and while i said a minute ago i don't think a lot of people listening necessarily care about the combined success of the entity especially if it's a threat uh let's pour a little out and you know, send some well wishes to the integration teams on both sides of this because and they like, are cleaning up for 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 a long journey ahead of them. And a toast to us. It's also the end of an era. I mean, we were employee screen IQ was acquired by Sterling and in six months to nine months, Sterling will no longer exist. So, you know, I think about that too. Yeah, that's interesting. All right. Well, uh, again, we're going to be uh, probably in the next week or so. Uh, we're going to have a more detailed webinar, probably uh, uh, our standard hour. We'll try bringing some guests in, provide some detail analysis once we have a chance to um, review a lot more of their forms. Their earnings presentation as of you know one thirty Eastern time is is not yet up. The the audio recording. So if you missed it live today, go back and check. But it's it's not up yet. I am ex- very excited to listen to that. And just to get some deeper thoughts. But um, until then, Jason and I, we wanted to to chime in, share our initial uh, quick opinions for for 15 minutes and more to follow next week. Sounds good, man. Talk soon. Thanks Thanks for listening, everyone. Take care.